Hello and welcome to the Ethical Reading Podcast, where like-minded and hearted people come together to make Reading a better place to live, work and do business. I'm Linda Duff, your host and a volunteer with Ethical Reading. I look forward to our ethical journey together because together we make all the difference. Today's podcast is a one-off interview with a very special guest. I'm excited to be speaking with Rachel Eden, the recently appointed Mayor of Reading. Many of you may know Rachel as a hard-working councillor for the Whitley Ward since 2010, also serving on many committees. Rachel and her accountancy business, Holybrook Associates, have been long-time supporters of Ethical Reading, so our values definitely align. And her many hats include being a mum as well. So she's a multi-talented, very busy person and leader in our community. So I'd like to say a very big welcome to you and congratulations on becoming mayor. Thank you so much, Linda. It's lovely to be with you. And firstly, how should I address you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we we've talked about this, and I um, officially um, Madam Mayor, but I think I think Rachel will do. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> well, that that works for me as well. However, you know, I want to do the right thing, so I'm glad I asked. And so, Rachel, tell us a bit about uh, the process to becoming mayor, and and what you hope to achieve during your term. Absolutely. So, and. Um, being mayor is, um, I like to think of it as the sort of highest honour you can get from your peers when you're a councillor because um, indirectly the mayorality comes from the people because uh, it's, it's not reliant on the Queen or the Crown or anything like that. Um, and every year uh, from amongst the councillors we choose uh, somebody to be our mayor um, and it's usually um, a unanimous decision it sort of emerges by consensus um, and they can be from different parties so the previous mayor to me was a conservative councillor I'm a Labour councillor um, and their job is to represent Reading um, to uh, to itself and to people from outside as well and I like to think of it as being a friend to everyone in Reading who wants to make it a better place so that's really what being mayor is all about. Oh, that's that's a great succinct summary of, of what it's about for you. Thank you for sharing that. And what do you hope to achieve in your time as mayor? Because being mayor is a partially symbolic role, and it actually reminds me very much of what you do at Ethical Reading, which is, of course, you can't force people to do things. You you don't have a, a big stick. Um, but what you do have as the mayor is you have uh, influence and you're able to symbolically lead. So I'm I'm very much hoping to um, obviously support my chosen charities, uh, but also sort of shine a light on certain issues. Um, so I've got sort of five priorities, which I'm sure you'll ask me about in a moment. Uh, but my, my role as mayor is to do that symbolic leadership. We have excellent councillors who do the um, actual sort of hard-nosed leadership So my role is to do that. And also I chair council meetings. So try to keep those other councillors in order and make sure that the debate is robust but civil will be an important part of my role. Sounds like a a good good role you've taken on there. Not for the faint hearted, I'd imagine. It's do you know what? It's actually so far, I mean I know I'm only a week or so in, a week or two in, but it is um 
actually been a phenomenally I wouldn't say easy, but an absolute delight. Uh, people are so pleased to see you when you're the mayor, and everybody wants to to be involved, uh, take a photo. Um, I got asked by a group of school children how many fans I had. <laughs> And dare I ask how many? <laughs> well, I said, are you my fan? And they said, yes. Uh, one of them said, yes. So I said, well, there we go. I've got two. But um, I actually said it's the other way around. My job is to be the fan of Reading. So I'm Reading's biggest number one fan. That's what I'm there for. What a great way of looking at it. And so you were saying that you've got some major themes that you're wanting to focus on. I mean, there's such a huge scope of the council's Mm. work, isn't there? Absolutely. Um, And you've had to settle on on your sort of main priorities for you. Yeah. Would you like to just take us through those? Yes. And, And this is something I've just sort of chosen to do. I mean, every mayor has got their own style. There isn't really a job description. There are various things which you're very much expected to do, but you're able to bring, you know, the, the morality is always the same, but the person wearing the chain changes. So that's why I thought it would be useful for me to try and focus uh, the areas that I wanted to really prioritise. And that's not to say I won't be doing other things, but most things I do, I think, will come under one of these headings. And um, so the first thing for me is around sustainability, the drive to net zero carbon emissions. Obviously, Reading has recently been sort of flagged as being a community and a council that is taking real leadership on this globally, not just nationally. Uh, but I don't think we should be complacent. And as the mayor, I want to um, sort of really support that. And these are some sim- simple things. Like, for example, I'm not going to be serving meat um, at any um, catering that the morality provides. And you know, uh, funnily enough, uh, someone's just written a blog post about the fact that I, I wear a lot of, um, I think they kindly call it vintage um, clothing, um, by which uh, they mean secondhand. Um, but it's also the bigger stuff and like really pushing that agenda forwards and working in partnership with organisations like Ethical Reading, like our Climate Change Partnership. And that leads into the second priority, which is the best start in life for our young people, because obviously a really important way of making sure that our young people have a good start in life is to leave them a world that is sustainable. Uh, But there's loads of other things around that as well. And I particularly want to work with schools um, and also um, with um, our children in care, um, children in need, trying to support them. And one of my charities is actually Parenting Special Children, um, who I've got a real personal link to. They support families who've got children with special needs. And my own family is hugely benefited from their work. So they're one of my charities because it links to that theme and also because of that personal connection. And then I feel very much that the start of your life is really important, but actually the end of your life is really important too. And it's not really a subject we like to talk about. You know, it's not as photogenic as, you know, cute children or cute babies. Um, You know, it's quite quite a serious issue, Uh, but I'm going to be really pushing to raise the agenda around looking at how we can improve the end of life for all. And that links to my second charity which is the Sue Ryder Duchess of Kent Hospice, which is obviously very local in West Reading. Um, And I've already visited them since becoming mayor and just caught up with the staff and the volunteers there about the amazing work they do. But I also want to think about how that affects the wider community. um, And I'm looking to work with all sorts of organisations around that. And then, uh, sadly, I didn't really want this to be a priority, but sadly, I think um, recovering from COVID, getting through the pandemic together has got to be a priority um, because 
Um, I'm sure we all want the pandemic to be over, but unfortunately it's not. So um, we, we need to continue to pull together as a town. And I think we've done that amazingly over the last 18 months. Uh, but there's, there's, you know, we mustn't get fatigued about it. We must keep supporting each other. And that links actually very nicely to my fifth theme, which is equality and diversity. You know, I do think Reading is a phenomenal place. We have an incredibly diverse um, set of people living here. All sorts of brilliant things go on. Um, but you know, people do get left behind. There is discrimination, as there is in any town. And I would say if one person is suffering from discrimination, if one person in our town is left behind, we all suffer from that. So I really want to promote the diversity of our town, um, support it, celebrate it, but also push for equality. And I'm going to be working with the Alliance for Cohesion and Racial Equality on that. And their goal is to bring diverse communities together and also you know, with faith groups, with um, other equalities organisations and with anyone really who wants to make our town a more equal place. So those, you know, not much to, to bite off there, but <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but I just yes. feel that it's, it's important to say what you believe in, what you stand for. And I, I said in my speech actually, my element, the elephant in the room, is that I can't actually deliver that. That's not my role, and I can't deliver it. I don't have the power. Um, but what I do have is hopefully the ability to support other people who are doing it, and I'll be a friend to anyone who's pushing for those things. Yes, gosh, I mean, they're, they're, all of those are, are so wide-ranging and such important issues at this time. Um, and really, gosh, <laughs> watch this space yes. because, as you say, where where the intention is, where the energy is, everything else tends to follow. So, you know, Absolutely. if that's what you're setting out for yourself, then it will be very interesting to see how that how that takes shape because how how long is your term of office well i'm i'm very lucky it's, i would say it's the smallest silver lining to covid i mean it's for me anyway it's probably perhaps not for other people um, is that i'm going to be mayor for 18 months so normally it's a year um but because um with all the lockdowns and so on um our previous mayor had had a a fairly thin year shall we say I think is how he described it um we we offered him an extra six months as mayor um and then what they're doing is they're making they've made me mayor for 18 months that's assuming that I'm re-elected because we have all our elections in May um and obviously if I lost my seat I couldn't continue as mayor but hopefully from my point of view I get 18 months that's great news and also as as you mentioned there your actual term of office being in this COVID, still in this COVID period, is a particularly interesting and challenging one, isn't mm, it? Absolutely. And I think it's being very flexible and being aware that we have to respond to uh, two things. And also different people have got different uh, different things they want from the morality at the moment. So, for example, um, you know, I've been to a charity dinner, which as long as everyone had taken their tests, they were very happy for everyone to turn up face to face. On the other hand, visiting the hospice, obviously I wore a medical face mask. We made sure that I was distant from everybody else. You know, yes, I'd taken a test and I'm 
I'm doubly vaccinated, but because it's very high risk setting, you know, it would be horrific for me to bring COVID in there. And then there are other events which are still going to be online. So next week I've got a charity AGM, which will be a Zoom. And that's all fine. You know, it's all part of the mix. And my job as mayor is to support people in the way that they're most comfortable. Um, And that's absolutely fine. And I suppose we're still finding out what the uh, outcomes are as a result of COVID with you know, people going back to work and normal work and and with the furlough scheme coming off and, you know, who's going to be left with a job and who's, you know, we're hearing good stories about the amount of employment opportunities out there and just whether we can find the right people, whether they're a mix, a proper fit for the people who live in the town uh, is going to be an interesting situation to see how that pans out. Absolutely. And I think actually this links to a thing that was already present before COVID, which is Reading, you know, if you want to, you know, get a job of certain kinds or you have, you know, you have the right skills for the businesses that are in our town or you've got an entrepreneurial flair, actually Reading's a great place to be. But, you know, it's it doesn't mean that there aren't people who are left behind. And there are some really, really good reasons why some people are not able to access all the opportunities that our town has. And that's one of the things that I think we probably will see, as you say, sort of exacerbated by the pandemic. I mean, even if you just look at um, childcare, and I saw this myself extremely starkly, you know, women were already more likely to be in low paid work uh, before the pandemic. And particularly with mums or other people with caring responsibilities, they are predominantly women. And so We've seen this big uh, pressure on women through the pandemic um, with trying to balance their work and their caring responsibilities. You know, I was, uh, I mean, my, my, in my business life, I was, I was facing um, losing well over half of our turnover uh, while homeschooling and trying to balance oh homeschooling yeah. with rebuilding the business um, in a sustainable way so that I could continue to employ my staff. Um, was was a challenge. And I think, you know, I'm by no means unique and I probably didn't have the worst situation by any means, but um, those kind of scenarios would have played out in many, many homes across Reading. So I think that we absolutely will see things that were previously a problem before the pandemic have been exacerbated by it. And we need to think very carefully about how we, we build back. And, you know, I think there's there's real positives um, that we can take. Um, and I think it's also opened some people's eyes. So hopefully there are people who are now thinking, actually, I can have my staff working flexibly. Actually, if one of my team needs to go off and do the school run in the middle of the afternoon and take their lunch break, then that's fine. You know, So hopefully some of those those eyes have been opened, but it's not it's not all positive. No, interesting times and, you know, great to have you at the helm, you know, to see how how this unfolds. Just to sort of, sort of take a step back from your role as mayor, just because this is Ethical Reading and we're very interested in people and business values, uh, now you wear many hats and I'm guessing that you have those roles are underpinned by strong values that you may be able to share with us. Yeah, it's funny you should ask this because um, a few years ago, I 
I, my business was very different from what it is now. It started off as a training business and I'd still do deliver training, uh, but we've increasingly moved more towards the, the aspect of the business, which is accountancy practice. So actually doing people's accounts rather than training people in accountancy. Um, and almost everything about my business has changed uh, apart from me uh, and the values that I sort of, the team that we had um, then identified um, uh, at the time. And I mean, I, I could list them all out, but I think for me, it's about living your values. Um, and there are two things that I suppose come really to the fore, which is um, honesty and integrity. And sometimes people use them in the same way. But the way I think of honesty is being truthful and upfront with the external world, with other people, um, whether they're you know a client in the world of business, whether they're a constituent in the world of politics, um, you know, whether it's with family, friends. Um, whereas integrity, I think of as being true to yourself and being true to your beliefs and principles and not um, allowing um, the circumstances you're in um, sort of bend those beliefs or principles. Um, you know, I, I personally, I really value learning as well. I think that I'm constantly surprised and interested and excited to find out new things about the world um, and update my skills. And and I think that I can learn something from everyone I meet. You know, that's something that I've certainly found, even in my short time as mayor, everybody I've met has taught me something either about Reading or about what it means to be a good person, um, you know, whatever it is, I've, I've learned things from people. And then uh, I guess the fourth thing that I would just flag that I think is really important is to try and enjoy life no matter what. And and this actually links to the hospice. Um, life is, when I say enjoy, I don't necessarily mean that everything's jolly and fun and we're all just having a giggle all the time. I believe that life should be fulfilling and whatever stage of life you're at, whether you're at school or a child learning or whether you're coming to the end of your life, your life matters. And I guess what underpins all of my priorities is that people should be able to live their life, whatever that is for them, in all their all its fullness. You know, they should really get the most out of life. Uh, and that should be the case because you matter whoever you are, you as a person matter. And, and that's maybe something I don't talk about very much because, you know, we don't, do we? It's, it's sort of, it seems a bit cheesy when you say it out loud. But actually, when you think about how you behave, what you do, the things that you put your effort into, the projects that you work on, you know, isn't that what we all want? We want to try and give ourselves and give others the opportunity to live life in a really fulfilled way. That's really profound, Rachel. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because too profound. Well, (laughs) when you say cheesy, it's not, is it? You know, I mean, isn't that just heartfelt? That's uh, being a human being, and it really ties in with the work. You know, with the projects you've chosen to make your priority right the way from start of life through to end of life. That idea, or uh, that idea of the value of life itself. And how everybody deserves to have a meaningful life that's happy for them, you know, yeah. that, that they feel they have agency in. That's wonderful. And I, I think it's, it's to me, it seems obvious, and I expect it probably is obvious, that that's important in life. And I guess the, 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 
sometimes when you've once you've articulated your values, and I think that's something which is a really useful thing to do, is think what's really important to me in my life, what do I care about, what matters. Once you've done that exercise, it actually makes decision making really easy. So as you say, mm-hmm. the five areas of focus for me were really easy to think of, you know, because I know what I'm about, I know what matters to me. And it's not that I think that there aren't other things that are important in the world. It's not that I, you know, by no means do I denigrate, you know, culture or music or any of those things. Actually, I really enjoy them. But I just decided I can't prioritize everything. So what are the things that are really key that I can bring to the table that, you know, maybe in the future mayor might bring a slightly different mix of things, but that's because that's the area of focus for them. And ultimately, it'll all go to everybody, you know, because we're all slight, slanted slightly differently. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's great. Well, I'd like to say a big thank you, Rachel. I'm sure you're a very busy person, <laughs> and I feel very lucky to have had this time with you. You know, I just want to say on that, I always say I'm not busy, I'm just fulfilled. And <laughs> Just turn it around, you know. Yeah, I'm great. never bored. And I think, it's, again, if, again, if you think of yourself as a busy person, and I try not to, you get quite stressed. Yes. Um, if you think of yourself as, I've got a really full life, that's a much better way of thinking about it. What a great takeaway, you know, for <laughs> that's people. That's my top tip. <laughs> you know, you have a, you know, your diary's rammed and you have a very fulfilled diary and a fulfilled life. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing your pearls of wisdom with us and we wish you all the best. Thanks so much, Linda. If you like what you've heard, do join us. The website is ethicalreading.org.uk. Membership is free. Come to a virtual meetup or webinar. Get involved as a volunteer. Become a partner organisation or just help us by spreading the word to your networks. Together, we can make Reading a better place to live, work and do business.